Welcome to episode 82 of Keep the Kayfabe. I'm Mike, sitting here with my boys, ready to talk some wrestling. And we got some great matches to break down. We saw some spectacular wrestling on AEW Dynamite and Rampage. We'll let you know what matches we're going to cover soon. But also we got Battle of the Belts coming up this Saturday to look forward to. And we're just going to see what happens tonight. So before we get into the fun stuff, let's talk to our great co-host, introduce you to the boys. Over in Glendale, somebody who keeps it regal, my guy, Steve Grobschmidt. What up, Grabby? Yo, yo, listen. <laughs> yo, keep the kayfabe with lyrics that ought to win a slammy, which is more than I can say for Tay Conti and Sammy. They're fucking, <laughs> they're fucking and they're bragging like a pair of horny toads, but fans think it sucks as bad as shitty Brandy Rhodes. Oh, we used to love Tay's ass, but we're sick of their shtick. But it's going to be as short as Matt Michelson's. Yo. Whoa. 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 Max Caster better watch out. Streaming Holy services. <laughs> Dude. Keep the kayfabe has arrived. <laughs> the Groovy has arrived. <laughs> Holy shit. Was oh. that awesome? That's a new all-time. That's 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 it, Rich man. You crushed that. I'm not Rich sure how much I liked it, but I gotta give him credit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well done, sir. That was so good. Oh man, I promos and they cut promos on everybody. Yeah, do you have a cameo yet, Steve? Because uh, you could probably uh, do that for fa- fans only. What was that, sir? Yeah, only fans. Only fans. Yeah, it shows how it. I know. Yeah, I. Uh... <laughs> you do. I sit in risque outfits and, and <laughs> do some lyrics. Hey, dude, don't people. rule that out. You might have a, I mean, everybody's got their flavor. Everybody's got their thing that they're into. Yep. If you ever leave it's, the It's kind of like how much money are you comfortable and willing to make? I'd like point. to retire young, so yeah. <sighs> yeah. Wow. Well, good stuff right there. Thank you, Steve. Good to see you. And um, over <laughs> in Bayview... My guy, he's he's got a big one. He keeps it freshly squeezed. His name is Matt Michelson. What up, Matt? Boom, 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 Wheeler Yuta. All right. I wonder if he's yeah. gonna get a new theme. I don't know. I mean, he he can happily have that one. No charge. That one's on me. Yep. The remix. <laughs> Yeah, he's one guy that we're going to cover tonight. If y'all didn't catch it on uh, AEW Rampage this past Friday, holy shit. And uh, we're going to break that one down in just a little bit. But uh, right after we introduce my guy, oh my god, Charlie Michael. What's up, Charlie? What's going on? Adrenaline in my soul. Every fight out of control. I do it all to get them off their feet. <laughs> about the blow. Waiting for me to start the show. Out the, out the curtain, the legs go up. I'm home. Whoa! And my father said, when I was younger, 
Montez Reed, Batterman. You couldn't, you couldn't just let tonight. Steve have his moment. Well, man, we all know Charlie's was 100% scripted. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh totally scripted. <laughs> just like Cody. Was it? It yeah, felt like totally authentic to me. Adrenaline from the Genius website. <laughs> I think he's a mark. I heard my busted open it. He's a mark for himself. God, I wow. want him to fall on his face so bad. Before we get to the the matches, I'm I am interested. What what was his interview like on Busted Open? Because I don't really listen to that show. Uh, it was it was typical Cody. It was nothing special. Just talked about making a change and how he's not gonna make promises and eat, you know because he's had to eat his words and some of the stuff that he said he wasn't gonna do. Like I'd never go back and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Was this your typical? I was surprised that WWE let him do it. He must have, he must, like he said, he must have really cut a good deal for his contract because no WWE guys ever really appear on there. That's true. And if you do, you get lower, lower level guys, you know. Well, and he went over at WrestleMania. I mean, how, what do you think the odds of that happening were had he not negotiated for it? Yeah, he cut a good deal, really good deal, because like I said, but we'll see where where it goes. I just don't. I still sit on my laurels that he's not going to be getting that title anytime soon for what they're kind of planning with the Usos to combine the tag team titles. So, mm-hmm. but I just can't see him taking that belt off. Fucking um, Roman uh, Ray. Yeah, dude. I watched part. I caught part of that promo, and he cut at the end. That fucking crowd. They their crowd loves him, dude. So they. Why would you change course? You know, mm-hmm. well, they're all they're all acknowledging him. Unless something mm-hmm. crazy happens, like Roman's hurt, they didn't have the title on him for like what two years to lose yeah. the freaking Stardust. I mean, it's not. Yeah, there's but no they way could, right. they could dance around his injury for a while because he doesn't wrestle oh, yeah. on TV really, so they could mm-hmm. let his injury heal and wait till their next pay per view. You know, but that's yep. how it used to be in the old days. Anyway, you forget title matches on tv so yeah just come out and cut a promo yeah and it's not like they invest into anything good in their pay-per-views i mean to begin with i mean wrestlemania was their big one their next big one is what SummerSlam, and that's in that's the big one how many months Mm -hmm. august maybe he'll come back then They're, they're just gonna you know fill some time Come up, throw some uh, spaghetti against the wall and see what sticks. Oh yeah, because those, spin those the fans, wheel. those fans will take it and show up, show up the next Monday watching. I'm, it's gonna be it's, it's gonna be interesting this week. I want to see what their rating falls to this week though, because they did like over two million. So I want to see if they bop back mm-hmm. down to the one six, one seven, or if they stay, or if they stay pretty high. Well, I think we should get this because it's ripped from the headlines. But there's um, reports. Yeah. That Brandy's wrestling career may not be over, and that she's yeah. in talks with some people from WWE. Yeah, she had some productive talks. You know what's that right. mean? She's had some productive talks. Maybe in that that NXT Level Up show they have, like they did this last Saturday. It's like <laughs> she was probably she was backstage, and people didn't try to like walk away from her. They just probably. <laughs> Stood in her presence for maybe five minutes. The humor her. Yeah. Win. Oh, yeah, sure. We'll call you, Brandy. Yeah, yeah, we'll call you. NXT Level Up. That's a clever name. It's almost like, uh, what's another word for that? Oh, Elevation. Yeah, that's what I was <laughs> <saying>. <laughs> Nice. 
Well, speaking of elevation, somebody that elevated their game to wrestle one hell of a match was Wheeler Yuta this past Friday night on AEW Rampage. He was slated to wrestle John Moxley, someone who's been on fire lately. He looks in great shape. We don't get to see a lot of Wheeler Yuta do his thing on, alone. He's part of the best friends. He gets kind of thrown in as a tag team. and um, But he had a singles match against John Moxley. You knew it was going to be good because everybody in AEW you know, puts their bus, best foot forward. But I did not see this. I mean, this could be... This is probably the best match, singles match of the year almost for at least ramp, maybe the best match on Rampage. That's maybe safe to say. But this one really surprised me. Uh, The match started off real strong. Wheeler Yuta comes out to the ring quickly. Um, John Moxley comes through the crowd, and instead of waiting for John Moxley to get into the ring, Wheeler Yuta just goes right after him, launches himself out of the ring. To, uh, is it a tope suicida, if you want to call it, or just a torpedo? I don't know. Through the ropes, takes out John Moxley right away, and the match just goes from there. They got bloody, a uh, lot of blood actually. Wheeler Yuta got his face smashed on the steps. I don't know. I, I mean, he got busted open, but he bled a lot, and that was the first time that I've seen him bleed. So that was in a new realm. But he definitely elevated his game and in my opinion this was one of the better matches that i've seen john moxley wrestle i think it really got him going um john moxley propped up yuda pretty well in this one so um the new pure ring of honor champion really showing why he is the champ who wants to start us off on this uh match what's your feedback matt yeah this match was i I mean we had texted about this a little bit i think on saturday just insane um i didn't have the chance to watch it the night of i think i watched it saturday morning and yeah mike you you nailed it as far as the spots in the match um this is one of those matches that i feel like you know back in the day we occasionally like to talk about when nxt used to be good and i feel like every nxt takeover would have a match where there'd just be a insane number of finisher kickouts and that was back when that was not done um they were sort of especially for those who watch WWE only, that was such a foreign concept at the time. But I feel like it's been overdone a lot since then. But I think with this match between Wheeler Yuta and John Moxley, we did see Wheeler Yuta kick out of the paradigm shift a couple times. The second time, yeah. I thought it was over, and it wasn't. And there was a lot of moments where I thought it was over, and it wasn't. And I think the crowd did too. Just Well, one thing too before you go ahead, Matt, uh, AEW said like right in the beginning that they're going to be one of those companies that do protect the the finishers and don't overuse them like some other wrestling companies often do yeah so this was this was pretty surprising yeah that's a great point the other thing i think they did a really good job of in this match is um john moxley pulled that shocked face when wheeler yuda kicked out and that's not something we ever see john moxley do i feel like adam cole does it you know after like a, a small lot, package yeah. roll up at this point like it's just i he overdoes it way too much in my opinion but moxley definitely does not and i think in general AEW does a pretty good job of not coaching their wrestlers to do that um so it really carried a lot of weight when we saw john moxley make that face for those of our listeners who are out there who haven't seen this match you got to go find it um i i believe pieces of it are on youtube you can watch it on tv 
I think TNT. So if you have a service like Sling, YouTube TV, I'm sure you can go find it as well. Um, yeah, it's on demand. Yeah, there's there's a guy, a friend of the channel, his name's Andy. Uh, he's just dipping his toes back into pro wrestling after not watching since the Attitude Era. And he's been getting back into WWE, and I actually was talking to him over the weekend and suggested he watch AEW. And Andy, if you're listening to this episode, first of all, thanks for listening. Secondly, this is the match you want to seek out. Wheeler Yuta, John Moxley, AEW Rampage this past Friday. Just an all-time classic. The whole Rampage is, well, I guess the middle was a little soft, but the um, Brian Danielson-Trent um, match was excellent as well. Yeah. Love Trent. I love him as a singles. Um, Charlie, did you have anything on this one with Yuta and John Moxley? Did you catch it? Yeah, I caught most of it. I got to watch it again. Um, the whole show, actually, again. So I was watching it with a lot of background noise at Yuli's. But, yeah, Matt pretty much covered it all. There's nothing more I can really add. Did he, do you, do you, Where did Yuta really come from? Because I didn't really know much about him. Do you know where he came from? He, he did a lot. He, he you know he's from Philly. He was doing a lot of East Coast independence. And that's where yeah. those guys found him. Yep. Gotcha. So you've never think, seen him I live. Think he, I think he did a stay at Ring of Honor for a little bit. I think he had a couple, you know, one one shots. But yeah, but he's from the East, from the East Coast Indies. Those guys, you know, they those guys all know him. Like like I was telling before the show, like I was watching the PWG from last year. So those guys, mm-hmm. like uh, it was um, uh, what's the I uh, come on brain? What's the what's the dynamite announcer? Um, um, Excalibur, like it was Excalibur and Chucky e. T doing the doing the uh, ringside and play by play. Those guys were fucking hilarious. Chuck is fucking hilarious. Oh, he's a play by play, dude. His play by play was great. It, it was funny, like just just stuff like this. They were, you know, the fans were chatting. It was a great match. Fight forever, fight forever. Chuck's like, man, I got a six o'clock fight, man. They can't fight forever, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse had a lot of big, you know, one. One-liners like that, just really good. Like, and it's just just a different announcing. Like, one guy got kicked in the in the nads, and he, he's like, "Oh, he just got kicked in the dick," you know. Just it's just, it's just good. It's just good stuff, dude. I think uh, for me too, I uh, Wheeler Yuta. Like, I think I've said it before on on the show when he started and he was with the best friends. I, honest to God, I just did not get it. I thought he was like one of the most boring wrestlers ever. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. In the yeah. ring, rock solid, but just zero personality. And geez, kudos to everybody involved that all of a sudden now he, like, he's the talk and like in this really compelling way. And like, you know, the, the, the way they've like done this patiently over a month, it's like, man, that was just a great match, great story. And it's, it's, it's just like the best of wrestling because he's like a young guy and now he's going to be getting the rub off these vet legends and it's mm-hmm. a win, win, win. Yeah, it's just, yeah. yeah super yeah, I get props. Yeah. I get props to like Tony Khan for saying, oh, just seeing that, Oh, this guy could be a star and let's, let's push him, you know? Cause like you said, I, I Didn't thought he was it. a nice <laughs> side guy, pretty good in the ring, nothing special, but you know, but the last three weeks, they really, made him feel special and just he's just he's really hardcore what was the wasn't it you like they did that one week where they had the uh there was a match that ended early so they threw in i feel oh, like it was yeah, yeah, it was yeah, mox yeah. Yuta, and it was yeah. like that was the start of this but it was like a throwaway match and people were like eh, it's kind of it was okay match but kind of pointless like it absolutely wasn't pointless look where it led to yeah 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 I, i'm with you guys like i like the best friend stable 
Yuta was probably my least favorite person in that stable. Um, but I'm glad he got the shot. And like I said, every once in a while, there's this magic, you know, timing. Like, like he's having a great week. He just got crowned the new pure champ with Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. You get a shot to wrestle a legend like John Moxley. You get the opportunity, and the guy just nailed it. He didn't slow down. He didn't, you know, take what the opportunity that he had for granted. He put. It looked like he put everything on the line to be the best wrestler he could be that night. And I think it brought out something great out of John Moxley. And to be quite yep. frank, John Moxley, after rehab, he looks like just unbelievable. It might just be a little, you know, with Dan, what they got going with Danielson and Regal. Uh, but I think Moxley, he looks healthy. He looks he looks like a good, like, in really good shape. So I'm happy for him. And, yeah, this was a great moment for AEW, especially for Rampage, because I, I like Rampage, but there's only sometimes, like, like oh, I'm already behind. Uh, I'll just wait for Dynamite. Now I really want to try to get back into watching that hour. I do DVR it so mm-hmm. I can just yeah, no, fast forward the commercials. Yeah. I just gotta, I just gotta use it as my, uh, as as a point to make, if, especially really, if they keep putting out matches like that. It's this. really a good wrestling show. I mean, like Definitely. they had some great matches week to week. It is, Mike. One thing you mentioned that I just want to touch on too is, I was not a huge fan of Wheeler Yuta either when he first joined the Best Friends. I think it was around the time when Trent was injured and was off TV mm-hmm. for a while, and Best Friends just didn't feel the same without him. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, that was right after the parking lot fight with the best friends and Santana and Ortiz just instantly elevated those guys. And then, you know, they had to take two steps back, but I think this is the perfect place for Wheeler Yuta. Um, who would have known he was capable of something like this? Really incredible how they found the perfect timing. Like you said, um, I actually feel like we're right on the cusp of best friends 2.0, I guess I'll call it. We're seeing Trent slowly turn heelish more and more where I think the best friends in general just aren't really heels by nature. But then you have other people coming up like Dan Housen as you know, who's kind of loosely affiliated with that group. Orange Cassidy's starting to get better and he's probably going to be back in action soon. So I think we're going to see a somewhat of a new lineup with that group where they probably lean a little more into comedy than I think they have historically. So yeah, kind of curious to see where that all goes. Yeah. And Statlander's kind of left now too. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, what about that one dude? Uh, is it Punky Vice? What's the other, what's the guy? Punky Vice. Oh, Punky Vice. You're talking about. That's oh, the who's tag the, team. Yeah. Who's uh, the. Rocky, oh, that's the name Rocky of the Romero. Tag yeah, I don't know. Yeah. He must not be full time because he hasn't been around no. a long time. No, he just sets in once in a while. He runs a New Japan dojo oh. out of Los Angeles. Yeah, so he okay. comes in once in a while. But yeah, he's he's out of New, he's out of uh, Los Angeles. He might be over okay. in Japan now, but he kind of runs a Japan dojo. Well, no. yeah, I was just curious. I didn't see a lot from them lately, so glad I asked. Speaking of uh, speaking of uh, Danhouse, and now he's like like obsessed with uh, hook which is such a weird thing yeah. like i don't know i have yeah. no idea where they're going with why. that yeah i wouldn't have those guys touching because they're one of them's gonna have to lose and it's like man you don't want to have dan housen lose you don't want to see hook lose you know and dan housen's more of a comedy act too so he's a good wrestler don't get me wrong but yeah but then hook's doing like the too cool for school thing it's yeah yeah two do yes. not go together yeah yeah not right now you know they're trying to build those guys up 
I was yeah. thinking the same thing. I could see that being a surprisingly good match. And Charlie, to your point, oh, yeah, Danhausen's great. a great comedy guy. I think he could stand to lose the match if he showed that he can really wrestle well, which we, oh, we know he can. can. Um, but I think work. a lot of folks who maybe didn't follow him before his time in AEW may not know that. So when those two get in the ring at some point, I think it's going to be surprising and really make people look at Danhausen in a new way. Um, but at the same time, Hook's going to go over and continue to be awesome. It's just a really Probably, yeah. fun dynamic with those two. Yeah, it's probably in good hands. They must have some kind of plan going because it, it really is an odd pairing. And like you said, Charlie, you don't want either of those guys to lose right now, especially when Dan Housen hasn't really made his mark quite yet, but people know his reputation. So we'll just have to keep tuning in and see where that story develops. Uh, but something that developed very nicely on AEW Dynamite this past Wednesday was the main event. It was between FTR and the Young Bucks. They headlining uh, Wednesday night, and it was for the uh, Ring of Honor uh, tag team titles and the AAA titles. Uh, but, okay, this is this is a dream scenario. I can't remember if FTR or the Re when they were the Revival, if they've ever been as over as they are right now. They're clicking like crazy right now. It looks like uh, Dax Hardwood is pretty banged up too, but... Guy doesn't just slow. He doesn't slow down. This FTR team is just a machine. You know what the young bucks are gonna uh, can do and are gonna do. So I was really excited to see this match. But this uh, was this was an all time classic. I think they at least got twenty five minutes to maybe a half an hour. And I rewatched the match right before uh, we got on tonight because um, Wednesday I I tend to forget a little bit of the details. And uh, we've been thinking there's going to be a Bret Hart appearance coming up soon. And I noticed a lot of Bret Fart, uh, Bret Farts, uh, <laughs> Bret Hart's, uh, like little tributes throughout the whole match. Um, there was, I mean, FTR, they're wearing like those star boots, like uh, the Hitman used to wear. But then even the Young Bucks were doing uh, elbow drops from the second turnbuckle the way that Bret Hart did too. Plus the sharpshooters. There had mm -hmm. been some bulldogs and some, you know, some other ones in there too. If I was paying close enough attention, but do you think uh, Bret Hart's coming? It could be coming up here at the Battle of the Belts, don't you think? It's got to be soon. It's a great question. A, I, yeah, I could not tell you when Bret Hart's going to show up. I think he is. I mean, I think it's a given at this point. As far as the match goes with FTR and the Young Bucks, I don't have a whole lot that I'll throw out there. I'll let these guys talk about it. But the only thing I noticed was I was really relieved in a way that it was much better than the first match those two teams had i think their first match was in i want to say 2020 um i know it was it's, during it's the pandemic there was no crowd like it was, yeah, yeah. So it was 18 months since they've touched yep. yeah yeah that sounds about right um and that match you know everybody really was looking forward to it something just didn't click with it and i don't know if it was the absence of a crowd or just you know they didn't seem the crowd to be, dude yeah the crowd they, made a huge difference dude to, oh totally yeah. and they didn't seem to be on the same page in terms of the pace of the match that time around either but i think ever since this face turn and i think we're calling it a face turn now that ftr has gone through they've really turned it on as far as their in-ring work um they definitely still do I'll say heelish things. Um, they're like very smart faces with an edge who can anticipate if the other team's going to try and cheat and they'll just cheat in a much smarter way. It's really cool. And I think that's, what's really making people start to take notice of FTR. Um, they definitely deserve both the titles, but 
yeah um this match blew the first one completely out of the water great match right on par with their match at uh ring of honor supercard last week and matt you were kind of not a ftr supporter are they raising their stock a little bit in their eyes? In yeah, eyes? I was I was not an FTR supporter. Um, Dang, really? I, yeah, I think as the revival in NXT, they were great. Um, and, but I, over time, came to think that maybe that was because of the teams they went up against. Like, you think about American Alpha and DIY from the NXT days. They had great matches with those guys. But, you know, DIY, they were a great tag team. And American Alpha was a great ta- tag team, too. And we've seen... FTR go up against the Young Bucks before and like I said it just didn't click but I don't know what they've done differently but whatever it is they they're working like great matches now and I think it's just instead of just sticking to the old school southern style which don't get me wrong they are they've definitely turned up the pace quite a bit they're relying a little bit more on theatrics and storytelling in the ring which I think kind of makes the matches more interesting too so yeah I'm finally starting to come around to FTR. I'm really excited for everything they have going on. And now we just got to wait and see when Bret Hart shows up. I have a feeling. I don't, I don't know if it'll be a full timer, but I, yeah, you kind of pretty much know he's going to show up, but they'll probably present the Owen Hart, whatever, whatever they oh, get. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah, I'm, I'm assuming that's, if he comes, that's when he's coming. That's, for a, that. good call. that's a good point. And I enjoy the coat throwing at the beginning of this match too. <laughs> uh well, I was texting the guys uh during during the match and I don't remember if anybody did that before them or if that was a thing, but I I, think I just, just think for, that's I think hilarious. Just, I think it's just for heat. Just to get yeah. the crowd worked up. Oh yeah. <laughs> Mike, what well, did you think of something. the what'd you think of the headband or the bandana down in the pants? Oh yeah. That was uh <laughs> Some lucky fan hopefully got that. Oh, God. With some <laughs> funk on it. Yeah. Steve, you could be wearing that while you're doing your cameos um, That's for true. fans. So, Throw a little extra cash in that. Yeah. People you get an extra five paying... bucks a cameo. People are paying stupid money for very stupid things. Don't rule it out. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I know these are your boys. You're a big FTR guy, aren't you, Steve? Yeah, no, I always, I mean, I, that was like the heyday of um, NXT when it was pretty much my favorite thing going. And I mean, those guys were awesome. I mean, I mean, obviously, oh, yeah. you guys, I'm a WCW NWA mark. So um, the throwback to that has always been good. And then, you know, when guys like uh, Hal, even Coronet were giving them kind of the uh, blessing, you know, they were uh, kind of living up to that reputation. But um, give the Bucks credit for this match. Wow. Shocking. Yeah. Well, he did kind of wrestle a non. I mean, yeah, it was like a just a good wrestling match. He wrestled, yeah. He's they wrestled their style, you know, and not more of a young buck style. Yeah. He even, he even said he's going to call them by their names, the young bucks, instead of all the other nicknames he has for them. <laughs> um, but he loved it. But he loved it when you get him to love something that's especially with somebody that with a group that and he doesn't the young like. bucks. Yeah, and he hates the young bucks with a passion, which is crazy, but that something got a little lost there for a while and then AEW where they were always good, but they just seemed kind of rudderless. Everybody can't be number one. So everything right. flows like when the bucks were on top, you know, everybody gets their turn, you know? Mm-hmm. You well, know, and you think about it goes. too. AEW, they signed so many huge names 
So yep. our excitement was in so many different places when they got Danielson. They had CM Punk coming in. Uh, I mean, even just before even those big names, they were adding. So, it, like, it was growing. And then they got paired with the Pinnacle. So it kind of, like, yeah. they, they were kind of yeah. yep. saddled a little bit. Second and, uh, Yeah. So they couldn't really do their thing. And Tully, you know, he's a legend. It made sense. But I'm happy they broke away from him. And how they broke away from Tully was just pretty random. They basically just yeah. said, you're done. You're and that's yep. it. And uh, it was like, okay, well, that's that. That's not really built up. And honestly, since that happened. That's kind of good, though. I don't think that was a a huge fit for him anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, that's the weird thing with AEW. It just seems like every single person, no matter how experienced you are or unexperienced you are, you're getting paired with some legend. Like, we're seeing it even now with Regal and Danielson and Moxley. I mean, that's really cool. But, I mean, for a while there, everybody had, like, head of the household, basically, in all these stables. So, yeah. But wouldn't you guys agree they're probably the most over-tag team out of all, like, the best tag teams in the world right now are all in AEW, it seems like. And they are just white hot. The fans are really receiving them well. Fan reaction was off the charts last Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're they're the hottest tag team in wrestling right now. Unless unless it's unless it's you, unless it's the ooze, ooze. Ain't that right, ooze? (laughs) Yeah, that's right, ooze. I'm glad you brought that up, ooze. (laughs) (laughs) Since since one one day day one ish. Yeah. (laughs) Ooze. Never mind my drinking problem, ooze. Yeah, those guys have been kind of keeping their nose clean. Usually they uh, average like a DUI every like eight eight to nine months. So good for them. Hopefully they're cleaning it up. Because, yeah, Lord knows after the Tammy Sitch situation, they Oof. need to really look at stuff like that. <laughs> what can't happen. Totally. All right. Well, let's stay on the tag team topic. We did see another uh, t- tag team match between a legendary tag team and a tag team that doesn't get a lot of shine, and this was their time to show it. Yep, and that is the Butcher and the Blade versus the Hardy Boys in a tables match. Was it two out of three uh, tables wins the match or something I, like that? W- was that announced up front, or did they just fuck up? No. They, I, I, there was – yeah, so I, I've i listened to a couple things on this because this match confused the hell out of me. Huh. I, think, I think in the beginning – uh, Justin Roberts did announce the rules, which was basically you have to put your opponent through a table with an offensive maneuver. That was the rule he stated. I did appreciate that solely for the fact because it added kind of a different element to the match because you saw a lot of moments where guys are trying not to get thrown through tables or like where the blade would run at someone, they'd move out of the way and he would just careen through the table that's cool. You get a table spot, but it doesn't count right towards the actual win. So it kind of gives them a way to come up with creative spots and go through tables without, you know, actually ending the match. But there was a couple spots in this match where like, I think Mike, the one you might be referring to is I think the blade went through a table at one point, but the table didn't actually break. Um, It Mm -hmm. collapsed, but I don't think it actually snapped or anything. So there was, a little bit of confusion around that because whoever was refereeing that match didn't really say one way or the other, like, no, that doesn't count. Or like, you know, say, Oh, that's one. Or I'm not really sure. They also didn't announce if it was both members have to be eliminated or just one member of a team. 
the whole thing was a shit show. And I don't know. On top of that, I personally thought it was kind of clumsy and a little bit boring too. So, you know, you have these, this confusing set of rules on top of a match that really wasn't all that great to begin with. It just completely fell apart. No pun intended, like the table in it. Um, but you got to see Jeff Hardy jump off a ladder, which I'll take that any week. Sure. Yeah, like I was saying, the Butcher and the Blade, they don't get a lot of shine. And now this is their opportunity. And it's just like, I don't know. Does, is this team, can this team ever get over? Or like if like their contract ran out and they got released, would anybody really miss them? Uh, I wouldn't. You know, I think they're one of those like, you know, you need. You gotta to, have guys. You, you gotta have quality guys. opponents that are, you know, can amass some True. losses. And I think they fit that bill. I think yep. they never, they never really put in a bad match, but they're never a serious contender. And I, I don't know. I think they're like. Notch above, they're a, yeah, they're a notch above enhancement talent, but that's sort yeah. of their role. It's like we need mm-hmm. somebody to get a win. So if they put a match with them, you know, it'll be a good match. Although this was an exception. Yeah, I don't know. I, this match was weird to me, and I think I feel like they had to ad lib the rules because things didn't go as planned. It made me feel for the first time like the Hardys just looked old when yeah. normally they're fun, you know. So it's like right. I, it also is a little bit of a. It's like almost like they they feel like they got borrowed time with the Hardys, so they're like trying to cram in all these hardcore <laughs> matches. And I just yeah. don't know if Hardy... that's a good idea. Three weeks in a row of hardcore matches with these dudes is like maybe okay, maybe slow it down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Matt Hardy looks like he's uh when Forrest Gump was a kid and he had those leg braces on. <laughs> like that's the way he reminds me of how he's walking. Like he looks like he's his legs are like made of wood or in like those. Yeah, those guys like, gotta be oh, yeah, he's all, to all but he's shit. always kinda walked like that, like kind of bow legged. Yeah, some of our listeners out there might be thinking, wow, how could you say that? But honestly, that's one of the best comparisons I think I've heard when describing Matt Hardy. Forrest Gump? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, and I'm all for I'm all. I think it's exciting to have them doing kind of this, what I assume is sort of like their farewell tour. But it's like, I think Tony's got to slow it down a little because, yeah, now they're starting yeah. to look like that match did not look. It was not a good match. No. Well, not to mention they're going to put their asses on the line here in Milwaukee at a Circle K in Cedarburg, Wisconsin. <laughs> I mean, they could fucking <laughs> die that night. I mean, just don't even hit the road. Get your paychecks and get paid. And then, you know, if you're still, you know, want to pad the bank account or, you know, still get for the love of the wrestling, do some of these shows. But, yeah, they're going on the road and doing more. So, Ah, yeah, hope they hope they hold up okay. Yeah, I hope All so. Those weekend shots are not going to be doing no tables, dude. You're going to get they a better classic not. Hardy's match, a swanton, and a and a delete and a delete, and that's about it. And take it home for the. You see the prices they're getting for ringside. Every ringside seat's like two hundred bucks. What? No shit. Wow. Yeah, you get some kind of meet and greet or something with them, but it's the prices are crazy. Wow. Wow. Damn, I don't know if you guys I don't know if you guys noticed, but the Swanton has been looking different. And um I was talking to a friend of mine, friend of the show, Gary, um, and we found an article. I guess he has modified his Swanton so that it's oh, yeah, yeah, easier heard about hit. That. So it's less pressure on his neck and stuff. So yeah. Back. So uh yeah, it is yeah. D- intentionally different. And once I read that, I'm like, oh, that makes sense. And that's a perfectly good reason why he'd change it. So now he intentionally crushes people. Pretty much, that's what it. Yeah, it's pretty much that's what he said. It's all on the young guy. You're just, yeah. you're just gonna have to take it. Yeah, 
honestly, it probably is he's better off going through a table because it's kind of like a like some kind of a surface with some give rather than just going on uh hitting a guy that's on a thin foam pad with hardwood underneath with little give. I don't know. I feel like he's a little safer going through some tables if they're done <laughs> right. So, but anyway, yeah, the Hardy Boys butchering the blade match, not so great. Overall, a great AEW uh, rampage, though. They keep uh, setting us up with some great matches week to week, but uh, they're building towards Battle of the Belts coming up this Saturday. The only thing that's slated right now is Nyla Rose versus Thunder Rosa and Vicky Guerrero. God damn it. I wish she would leave. Yes. But whatever. Uh, not really too excited for that. I I don't know. I can't ever really get excited to watch Nyla Rose. You ever just have just wrestlers that there's just no nothing that they really did wrong personally, but you just really don't want to see them wrestle? She's one of those for me. And I think she's sure. kind of played out a little bit. I think, like, I don't want to say one-dimensional, but it's like, okay, the native yeah. beast. Mo like they've they've kind of reset her character every six months and after yeah. a while it's just not credible anymore it's like you know when she started it was like oh damn you know her against uh what was her name who was the first champ um Riho 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 like damn you know David versus Goliath that's pretty exciting but then mm -hmm. after that over and over and she just kind of racks up the losses I think it's kind of like eh she's yeah because it fills that butcher and blade role at this point yeah yeah yeah, she's been in the company. She's an original, you know, roster member too. So we've had our fill. Literally. She's not young either. I think she's like late thirties. Is she? Oh, yeah. So I, th you know, she's probably kind of. I'm not gonna say wrapping it up, but just you know, probably have reached the plateau that she's gonna reach there. Well, and also, I don't ever think she's ever gonna give us one of those five star matches or anything no. over maybe no. a three. So it's just like He's had a few really solid ones, but yeah, no, that's probably the best you're going to get. Mm -hmm. Obviously it's a feeder to Thunder Rosa to get her first feud out of the way and, you know, victory and hopefully move on to something better. Like, um, um, Serena Deeb. Honestly, the only thing that would be interesting with Nyla Rose, if she tried to get in between Sammy Guevara and Ty Conti, that would be the <laughs> thing. Like to I'd just like anything. Like, I like to see the her beat the shit out of both of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Who wouldn't? Totally. Oh, so should we just mention that? Yeah. Um, also on AEW Rampage. I mean, we've been we've been saying this for a long time. We got a bad taste in our mouth with this current relationship status of Ty Conti and Sammy Guevara. It's disgusting. It's like a very immature high school couple that everybody hates. And the Boston crowd let them know on Friday night uh, when they, they came out. And, did uh, they mask? They got... Didn't it seem like they muffled some of those? Yes. That's what Scorpio yeah, Sky was claiming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, they muffled some because they didn't seem that bad at all. Exactly. I thought it was going to be way worse. I was actually going to test the uh, text the group and just be like, I don't know if it was as bad as the internet made it seem, but it sounded like it was doctored. But, but um, I don't know was. if maybe we can find a find a raw fan footage of that uh, when Ty Condi and Sammy Guevara came out again to Dan Lambert spouting off. Dan Lambert, you know, he just he's like the he he just kills people. It, it's so interesting how 
anyone who gets put on TV with Dan Lambert, just their career dies instantly. It's like he's two for two now between Brandy and then Sammy and Ty Conti. And part of me wonders if they've given Dan Lambert. I'm not blaming Lambert for that one, dude. I'm blaming Ty. Yeah. Oh, for sure. It's a weird coincidence. Yeah, I think it's a weird coincidence because they've put up these two acts that aren't working. Right. Well, and that's what I'm wondering is, you know, AEW is pretty aware in general. Tony Khan, especially, I think when it comes to his booking, I mean, 95 plus percent of the time guy nails it. Right. I'm almost starting to wonder if certain acts or certain talent are starting to get a little too, you know, big for their britches backstage does he intentionally put them with Dan Lambert as a way to kind of check, them? you know, it, <laughs> That's I, don't want to call, yeah. I don't want to call it punishment booking, but it's about the closest thing to it in AEW. Right. Because it's they, almost like, I'm, it's, it's almost like, okay, we're going to put you in with the loathsome Dan Lambert. If he gets more, cheers get over. Than, yeah. if he's getting more cheers than you, it's not working. And that's the litmus test. And it was like Brandy, like he was like going full on with like, I'm a right winger, blah, blah, blah. And he still got cheered more than her. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's a great passive aggressive way. If Tony Khan doesn't like you, he'll just have you go up against Lambert and you'll be made an example from Dan Lambert rather than Tony Khan himself. Well, and the right. other weird thing about Dan Lambert is he's like this despicable like heel, but the things he says are often like, you know, he was going on about Cody being full of himself and Brandy and all that. And he wasn't wrong. And then like he was talking about, you know, like this guy is like a monster heel, but he was saying things like, you know, that belt was like, you know, that's like the legacy of Brody King and you guys are having sex on it. That's a, like a total baby face statement. So it's mm-hmm. like, it's like, even he is not like 100% saying heel things like, like an MJF. He's like saying things that are actually kind of <laughs> right. Exactly. Well, and then they play tricks on him like they would to Jerry the King Lawler. And he like does like those, those faces. So he plays along with the heel role. It's kind of a weird duality that the guy's got going on. He says some pretty very weird. I don't like agree with or like get on with, but lots of the things he says aren't wrong either, like you said, Steve. So, yeah, Taikani and Sammy Guevara, they need to. uh, Charlie, you think they just need to get off TV? You, I probably I I do, but I heard something. Them guys were saying they just they he needs Tony. Maybe just tell him, hey, just you're just gonna have to be a heel, be heels. And then see where mm-hmm. that goes because they're not going to be faces. Just say, hey, yeah. be heels and then go from there. But I just, I think they got go away heat. They need to go away. Mm-hmm. They don't need to brag about the relationship on Instagram or the internet, Twitter, and let people cool off because it's. It ain't working. Once, yeah, yeah, once you get on that, once you get on that bad side where they're at, you're in a lot of trouble. Yeah. And they and they well, feed into it, you know. Maybe mm-hmm. that, and maybe if they keep feeding into it, like I said, they'll do the heel turn for them. But they're they're dancing with, they're heading towards Cody area, dude, real bad. Well, and I think that's Very interesting. Bad. I think Charlie, I think Charlie brought this up before, but it's like, okay, Sammy's just dumb and young and like thinks his shit don't stink. But Tay is like taking it personally and like imbalance kind of like unbalanced about it she's like unhinged like th- that's not healthy either like if she's reacting that way and she's completely in the wrong like she's gonna have like a oh, meltdown yeah. or something yep they can't help themselves they have to be heels because if they want to go about if this is how they want to go about the relationship and be as open as they are with um 
you know, what they do, what how they feel about each other and this and that on their stories. Go ahead. There's people online that comment that love it, and they that's what they're paying attention to. But the majority thinks it's very despicable because they're they're doing it in a company with diehard wrestling fans that don't want to see a soap opera or a young love like this. And Steve brought it up perfectly before. There's another couple that are their age and very close to Taikani is Anna Jay and uh, Jungle Boy. They're an item. They they just posted something once and they acknowledged it and they're like, that's it. They're not fucking in your face. They're not every fucking date that they go to. Like, we're at Dave and Buster's and we are the cutest couple riding fucking crotch rocket video games and uh <laughs> now we're gonna go play air hockey and wear our hats backwards and stick out our tongues and say we're crazy like, fuck <laughs> off. we're Nobody in love this is fuck. this is a love that's gonna last forever bullshit oh god <laughs> yeah save it i mean yeah g- great like you got a tiktok and that's the generation that is like that's on with that's it i totally... guess and uh, but but fuck guys i mean i'm not fucking joking when they they must bang like motherfuckers because i mean they're both in like unbelievable shape they're very great looking people they're getting paid they're going on trips they're i mean they're having the time of their lives so that's why who's going to genuinely want to like them because yeah they're jealous yeah. i'm envious yeah. fuck me remember i used to be i used to be in love now I'm I'm saying these words out of my mouth that I never thought I would say about Taikati. But I'm sitting yep. here and I'm saying it. So yeah, when you're when you open that door to your personal life, that's just not what wrestling should be. And they're playing that game and all this backlash that they're getting right now, they've they're bringing it on themselves. Absolutely. So I don't know I don't know why they're fucking surprised. You gotta wonder if so. Cody gave Sammy the tip, like, "Hey, if you want to get real heat, this is what you do." <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're getting to the back end of the show now, and that means it's time for promo of the week, and Woo! we got one here from Kathy Humble from Columbus, Georgia. Hmm. She says, "Don't tell my boss I listen to your podcast while I work. I love <laughs> Keep the Kayfabe. So good, guys. Thumbs up." Awesome. Well, Kathy, I'm not going to bust you out because I don't know where you work, but I'm glad you're tuning in to us at work. Hopefully it makes your day a lot better and the time fly by. So, yeah, and anybody who's listening out there, if you want to submit your promo of the week, you want it played on the air, write us a note at keepthekfabe at gmail414. Oh, excuse me, keepthekfabe414 at gmail.com. Or hit us up directly at Keep the Kayfabe on Facebook and Instagram. So what Kathy sent us tonight is a Ted DiBiase and Andre the Giant interview from 1988. This is a classic. Virgil's in the mix. He doesn't say much, but he's holding more money than he's probably held in a long, long time. Visually <laughs> on the video here. So without further ado, let's send it over to Ted DiBiase and Andre the Giant with Mean Gene Oakland. Telling you, ladies and gentlemen, some mighty interesting developments over the past week, including the World Wrestling Federation Heavyweight Championship being held up by President Jack Tunney. 
I want to bring in Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase. Virgil, join me, if you will. It's Andre a bunch the... of bunk is what it is. It's a bunch of bureaucracy. This man fulfilled his obligation to me. I bought and paid for. I paid this man a king's ransom, and he delivered. The belt was mine. Tony, who do you think you are? He's under the pressure of all the little peons out there. All the little peons saying, oh, there was too much confusion. There was two referees. The simple fact is, he won, and he handed the belt down to me, and it belongs to me. So one more time, Andre's robbed, and in turn, I'm robbed. So you want to have a tournament? Well, I'll tell you what. I didn't have to buy the title. I did it to prove that it could be done, and I proved it. So now there's a tournament. Okay, tournament. The first round that I have, I have you, Hacksaw Duggan, a stumbling, bumbling fool that doesn't have the class to be in the ring with the million-dollar man. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll show you, Tony, all you penny pinching peons out there in the whole wrestling world what the Million Dollar Man's made of. All right, Andre the Giant, the tactics of the Million Dollar Man thus far proven not to fly. I'll tell you one thing, you say, Sarah, Jack Tony. Jack Tony, you better stand Canada. Not coming to USA. We don't need you. You're a troublemaker. That's the third time I win the title already. I have to go back again, and I'm going again. And Ogden. You know you lost it already two times. And it'll be the third time again. Because, Hogan, after what I did to you, I know I can defeat you, and you know that too. Hogan, I know you're scared now. And, Hogan, I will get you again. And I will, that WrestleMania 4, it's going to be mine. And I'm going to make you delivery again. <laughs> you have got to be kidding me. Andre the Giant is getting a buy, justifiably so, as will Hulk Hogan. They will meet, however, in the second round, ladies and gentlemen, of the most electrifying and exciting spectacular ever to be presented by the World Wrestling Federation. Sunday afternoon, March the 20th. Well, there it is. That was a great promo. Thank you so much, Kathy, for sending that one in. I remember that one like it was yesterday. I actually, if you guys remember that arcade game, of, of, like, the wrestlers. I, I think it's called, like, WWF Superstars or something like that. It's, like, the classic mm -hmm. one. And, like, part of the, you know, when you need to insert a coin, they have, like, this interview on that on that video game. So I wasn't really a privileged kid. I didn't really get a lot of quarters to play video games when we went to Ruckers. So I would just watch, <laughs> like, the previews all the time. So I remember it well. But, yeah, what would you guys think of this promo? You remember it? I do. I remember um, that pairing too. I mean, obviously, one of the you know the greatest stories I think WWE ever told was uh, when Andre beat Hogan, but they had the twin referees, and uh, I mean that was all DiBiase's plan. And um, yeah, that was a fun time there when those two were teamed up, and then he handed you know DiBiase the title, but it didn't uh, didn't count. So that's when the tournament happened and all that. But yeah, that was a that was a golden era of Ted DiBiase right there. It's funny when I saw the uh, thumbnail of this promo of the week on YouTube, I kind of did a double take. Like, I swear I've seen this before, but I could not tell you where, when, how, why. And Mike, when you described the old WWF Superstars arcade game, I knew right away, oh yeah, that's where this is from. Couldn't yeah. tell you at all what the promo was about, but I can tell you from the cover of it, what you know, what you see is what you get. So, um, but the promo itself, yeah, like, Ted DiBiase, the guy just, you know, incinerates anyone he looks at. And then Andre, I feel like, was so interesting. You could put him with anybody, and the guy just 
like stood out on his own in every way. Hell yeah, brother. Andre. So before we uh we before we get going here, I just thought um we like to talk about some other little topics here. Uh particularly TV. I wanted to tell you guys about something I've been watching. It's on uh Apple TV Plus. It's uh about that WeWork. Uh oh, great show. I'm, I've been watching it too. I'm behind a few episodes being Colleen and wait we haven't hooked up to been able to watch it. I watched the first two or three. Yeah, yeah I'd love it. Yeah, dude, I'd love it. So I've been all over that. Hulu did a documentary about Yeah, it. I watched that, dude. It's really interesting, dude. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, it's I at, that too. <laughs> this guy called, his his name's Adam Newman or Andy yeah. Newman. Is it Adam? Adam I think it's Newman, Adam. yep. Yeah. Either way. Uh, but he's kind of like kind of like a little scammer, kind of like a little fraudster. Not really. I mean, he's got big dreams, but then he dates a chick who's played by Anne Hathaway in the thing, and... Um, they're both kind of bonkers, but it's oh, pretty she's fucking really bonkers. great. If you watch um, it, did you go back and watch some of the videos of her? She's really, I think she's nuttier than him, dude. Oh, she's yeah. She's a nut job, dude. Oh, yeah. Here's a kicker, Oil. too. She's Gwyneth Paltrow's cousin. Yep, yep. And they bring wow. that up in this this show. So, uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's all about this company that tried to start up about shared workspace, and they thought it was going to, you know, change the world, and... um. Let's just say he was just spending more money than he was receiving, to put it lightly. So definitely check out. It's called We Crashed on Apple TV Plus. What episode are they on now? Like four or five? I want to say. I think there's five. I didn't catch the last one. I think the sixth okay, one just came yeah. out on Friday. The new ones come out on Friday. Yeah, Becky mm-hmm. and I just got rid of Hulu and Disney or Disney Plus rather. But yeah, so we're looking for a new streaming service to sign up for. We did have Apple TV a while back. We really liked it. So There's I, they, a lot of good shit on there. They, it, there is. They put out top-notch content. I mean, it's Apple. I feel like everything they touch, they just do give it 110%. Yeah, it's pretty quality, so, yeah. Yeah. So I, I definitely want to circle back and maybe check out that show down the road. It's worth it. At least watch, I would say watch. I think you could. I, I don't know. Yeah, he's probably, yeah, I just shoot it off my box because the documentaries get really good too. Gives you a little background on it. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, Jared Leto plays the main character and, you know, he's kind of one of those method actors. Yeah, he does him really good. Nice. You know, speaking of shows, I don't know if you, I can't remember if you mentioned it. Have you watched Severance yet, Mike? No, this is why I want to bring it up because once the baby's here, we're going to probably watch Hella TV. So yeah. we're seeing what you guys were watching. Is that go- Oh, that's with uh, Adam Scott, right? On Apple TV Plus as well? Or I don't I don't know the actor. I know I can't remember the actors, the lead actor. Yeah, he's thing. in Party Down. He was in um He probably Step is Brothers. Like, yeah. Yeah, Severance. I started that yeah. late at night. I think I fell asleep, and and I was like, okay, I know this show is good. It's going to be good. I got to keep my eyes open. So that's on my list. Yeah, go. Are yeah, you, I jump on that. It's pretty good. Yeah. Are you are you through it pretty far? I'm only two episodes in. I'll watch another one tonight, but it's just trying to figure out what's going on. It's really interesting sci-fi kind of what the fuck's okay, going cool. on. Kind of you can't figure Mind-benders? out the deal. Yeah. Like, yeah, oh, some, I love those. Like, what's going on? What's this business do? And why are they, how are people letting them implant things in their brain? It's really good. I guess it gets awesome. even crazier and crazier as you go. So I'm trying to, trying to get to it. But it's really good. It's one of those shows, like, 
fuck, I gotta watch that. I want to watch another episode, but it was like one o'clock last night. I was like, I gotta go to bed. Yeah, you know, yeah. I started started late. Definitely got to pick your times when the time's right, where you can have your full attention on it. Yep. Awesome. Yeah, that's on the list. Matt, are you watching anything? Uh, so right now we um are kind of in the middle of watching a bunch of shows. We've really been into Yellowstone. We actually just started. Oh, that. I want to do. I want to put that on my list too. Shit. Yeah, it's it, it is on my list. Everybody raves yeah. about it. What I'll tell you guys is, um, it's very emotionally heavy, which a lot of shows are. I think that people enjoy, but I think up through season three. I was kind of wondering, okay, where are they going with this show? Because it's like just a bunch of things <laughs> happening. And I want to say at the end of season three, all of a, the ending was so insane, mind-blowing, over the top, that wow. we dove right into season four, and we've been hooked ever since. Um, wow, so awesome. Even, so even if after season one you're like, yeah, this show's not bad – it's worth it. Stick with it. You got to really stick with it. I mean, you got to burn through. Well, and not even burn through. Don't get me wrong. It's a good show. But I think for me, at least, I had to get through the first two or three seasons. And then I was finally hooked. So. Wow. How many seasons? How many episodes in a season? Uh, I want to say there's about 10 per season. Okay. Maybe nine. Hour long? They're, yeah. They're, I want to say 40, okay. 50 minutes, depending on the episode. Okay. So, yeah. But yeah. it's a really good show. And they're coming out with spinoffs. Um, they actually What's have the 1840? Yeah, something like that. Do you watch that one? 1848 or something? It's like the prequel like to it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's really, I've heard good things. I haven't seen it yet. Same I think here. It's only, I heard that's really good, too. I heard that starts off with a bang. Yeah. That so, what's the whole plot? So, what, yeah. what, so the plot, yeah. So for our listeners out there who are still listening to us review shows, um, so <laughs> Yellowstone is about a family who a lives park. in Montana. It's park. Yeah. <laughs> it could be. It is in real life. Yes. And Yogi in the Bear. Show. Yogi um, Bear. Yeah. There's, so, so there's a family who lives in Montana and owns a ton of land. Like we're talking hundreds of thousands of acres. Yeah. And land developers are constantly coming in trying to buy out the land from them or find legal slash illegal ways of annexing the land from them to build casinos, housing developments, airports, all kinds of stuff. So it's basically the struggle of this guy who owns it as a ranch and raises cattle and is all about letting it be as it naturally is versus these giant corporations who try and take it over they're both very intelligent incredibly manipulative people so it's it's an interesting show every season a new person comes in to try and take over um but by the end of season three it, it really kicks up to Shit a whole nother wild. Nother. yeah so good show totally worth the watch man nice yeah, I'm, I'm trying to watch more shows man i'm supposed to be catching up but then Behind on wrestling, and then the NBA playoffs start, and the first round is usually always fun. And so, mm -hmm. shit. Yep. So it's like, man, gotta make time. Yeah, especially when you want to watch those that better league, the NHL, with that. Oh first boy! Round. Oh yeah, That's hockey really playoffs. Are, when's that <laughs> kick off? When's those kick off too? Uh, early May. Okay, so yeah, I can't yeah. really watch what the Blackhawks are playing. They're not too I'm, good. Oh, they're not. They're they're out of it. But uh, yeah, no, it's gonna horrible. be fun for me personally. Though I'm so excited that the baby's coming when it is because now when those West Coast games go into like quadruple overtime, I'm gonna be up. There's gonna be something on. I'm gonna just be on the couch chilling with the baby. 
little baby boy. It'll be great. So, yeah, maybe next podcast they'll uh, be a third member of the Bait family uh, here in the household. So we'll oh, see. Oh, yeah. It's exciting. Ooh. Steve, are you watching any uh, TV or are you good? <laughs> no, I don't have anything to add. We're <laughs> but No, I mean, we're not really like, I, I mean, nothing noteworthy. Yeah. I, do, oh, yeah. I want to catch up on Moon Knight. We haven't watched that yet. I get it. That's, that's on my list, too. I'm kind of waiting for those. I might knock, I might knock that one on quick. I think it's only a five episode. Yep. I'm doing the Charlie Michael method with that one as well. Yep. Yeah, I like to catch up. I hate to wait. Yeah, I finished Boba Fett the other day. That was oh, good. Oh, so good. Yep. Yeah. Hey, honestly, dudes, I'm not a big Star Wars guy, but I've been kind of watching the Clone Wars, and now I'm learning that's so fun. much more. I want to go back and watch. Oh, that's on that's on my list too, dude. I want to go back yeah, and watch I, all of those. I've been watching that at night, maybe like just a 20-minute or 40-minute episode like for a lunch or having in my candle workshop, and I'm learning so much more. And I'm not like a Star Wars geek. I mean, yeah. I know a bit more than other people, but I, I do enjoy the stories and the inner like connection and stuff like that. Plus, they're coming out with this uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi thing on Disney Plus that yeah. looks really cool, and a lot of it goes to the Clone Wars, so I'm... You know, I'm I'm coming a little geeky on Star Wars lately, so that's nice. been cool. And then they got like Bad Batch and Rebels. You could keep watching the, TV. So what's the one that that came out on um, Disney? Steve, you might know. It's kind of anime ish. They're kind of just one off stories, cartoons. Oh yeah, I actually watched buddies, a couple of those, and they were really good. Yeah, my buddy said the they name were of it. really good. Yeah, I'll, I'll get the name. I can shoot it over to you, Mike. But I heard those are really good too. Yeah, there they was one. Went, there was one that was like super samurai kind of and stuff. Yeah, really badass. Yeah, look at Matt. He's like, all right, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, I, great, guys. I know the show you're talking about. I, it's a shame that we canceled Disney Plus when we did because the moment I did it, I was like, oh shoot, here's like five things I wish I get could watch up, now. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, hey, man. we'll pick Monst- it back up. Monster at some Box, point. bro. Yeah, yeah. Or you can bundle it. I think it's a great deal. I do twenty bucks a month for the Disney Plus, Hulu, commercial free, and ESPN Plus. It's twenty bucks. Ooh, nice. Whatever. Yeah, keeps me motivated to sell more candles so I can watch the TV that I love. Because you know I love TV. Hey, man, I don't know if you watch live TV, but I and DVR. YouTube TV is really good, but it's like sixty some bucks a month, so you're basically kind of getting cable. a cable. Right. Yeah. You're not going to get a super low rate thing. Right. Cool. Well, yeah, we don't just cover wrestling here on Keep the Kayfabe. We like to, you know, share a little bit else on what we're doing. So, uh, yeah, if you love our uh, show wrap-ups, too, let us know what you want us to watch or what we should be watching. We'd love to hear from you. So hit us up on Facebook, Instagram at Keep the Kayfabe, or keepthekayfabe414 at gmail.com. And... This week, especially, stay hungry, stay hum- fuck my ass, stay <sighs> humble, stay hungry, and stay hard. Triple H! Woo!